welcome to Driving into the Future. Good morning, my name is Tiago and we are here once again for another episode of Driving into the Future. Uh, today is actually a rare, very rainy day in Dubai and the background noise is a little bit too loud but uh, I hope that uh, this sweet sound of rain will actually allow you to enjoy the topic of the day. Uh, one of the things that I was planning to talk for maybe two weeks and I was always delaying down I'll do it tomorrow and uh, then I'll do it on the day after it was something that I kept delaying one and one more day uh, which was about 3d printing and the importance of it for the for the future uh, I actually quite fun of 3d printing on the different styles different methods and Again, I believe that it's a technology that uh, it's already changing the world. Uh, but I want to introduce it to everyone that doesn't know too much about it and to actually give some uh, overview of uh, different techniques, what is coming, how the things are uh, achieved and essentially how does it work. So the, the first thing is probably most of the people only heard about 3D printing, I don't know, three, five, let's say ten years ago, but uh, the techniques used for 3D printing is actually something that has been around for uh, many years. So on the 60s, it was when the first uh, 3D printers were uh, actually designed and uh, patented that used the uh, lithography to actually uh, do the, the printing. Um, and even the most common ones now, the, the plastic 3D printers, so the FDM uh, or FFF, as, depending on the name that they use, uh, they are printers that uh, deposit layer by layer uh, plastic. And those ones, they were actually uh, registered in the 70s. That's why eventually there was a patent and only recently when the patent expired the actual big boom of 3d printing started uh, so and, and as you see usually uh, and I, i'm trying not to say something too wrong uh, i think it's around 20 years that these patents are valid for so it took a lot of time to develop the initial ideas a lot of time to then have the patent uh, register and that you no one else could do something and then as soon as the patent expired the technology actually had the biggest uh, boom because of uh, allowing anyone else to actually do something like this then uh, many other people started designing their own 3d printers based on the original designs and they keep improving it uh, so these plastic 3d printers uh, and again i'll try to generalize a little bit but uh, it's good to have the overall impression. These plastic 3D printers, they, what they do is that they move on a, on a X, Y plane, so they move on the on the floor, let's say, uh, and they drop uh, uh, some uh, plastic uh, on top of uh, of a table or it is bed or not it is bed. But then what they do is that they go up and they do this process again. And when I say go up sometimes it's a very small amount of, uh, of increments so in some cases you actually only go up 
uh, 0.1 millimeters. In other case, you even go less, depending on the precision that you want on the on your model. And then you keep doing this and keep repeating it until uh, 3D object starts to to shape. Um, so and this is the overall way that these uh, FDM printers actually uh, actually work. So the best way of usually explaining it is imagine you have a hot uh, glue gun and you put hot glue on an object and then you keep putting and going up and doing another layer, another layer, another layer and at the end you will have also some kind of uh, 3D, 3D part. But the advantage of this is that of course it's autonomous so as soon as you start then it will produce the, the object without your interference. And that's actually the important part. So, long time ago, when the, the regular printers, like, let's say the 2D printers, were working, uh, it was a very complicated mechanism, and it was almost impossible for people to have a printer at home. And of course, the ink was very, very expensive. Okay, the ink is still quite expensive. Um, but right now, you have multiple prints in your office, house, or uh, even publicly for people to, to use them. And the way of printing is quite simplified. So you just uh, press Ctrl P or Command P, depending on the, on the operative system. And in theory, you just say, I wanted a fast print or a slow print. I want to use black and white or colors, and almost that's it. You say okay, and then you pick it up the, the print at the end. So this is how simplified 2D printing is on the moment. So on 3D printing, because again, uh, there are more properties that you can change, you know, from the temperature, from the melting points, from the velocity, accelerations, all these kind of things you can usually personalize depending on the printer. Uh, but it's getting to a point that it's getting as easy as print, uh, like a, a Word document, print a 3D file. And uh, that's actually what uh, Ultimaker is, have been doing. And again, I tried, I don't know, maybe 20, 25 different brands, different machines. And until now, uh, for this kind of technology, Ultimaker uh, not only is the number one on sales and everything, it's actually the one of the best uh, machines possible to actually allow you to, to do this kind of activities. And the simple reason is, as a user, you don't want to personalize every single parameter. As I said, you want something similar to what exists on the 2D printers. You want to say if it's a fast print or a slow print. So high quality, medium or low quality. And basically how Ultimaker does it is by adjusting the, the height of each layer. And of course, so if you put more layers in, uh, in the Z, so in the, in the vertical plan, you'll get more detail. Uh, but again, by adjusting these, you can easily adjust the quality of the print and of course the time that will take to print. And then you just pretty much need to say what material you have and in some cases they even detect the material so it's doing that for you and if you have multiple colors 
you want to say what part of the document is printed with one color, what part is printed with another. And when I say colors, it could be also for different types of filaments. And then you say print, and that's it. The machine does everything else for you. And, and this is very important uh, from the academic point of view, uh, because you don't want the, the printer itself to become another problem on the process. Uh, for some students, designing is already complicated, so then doing the rest is going to be even worse. Uh, but this is how the, the technology works, and having a printer like Ultimaker to simplify uh, the way that you work is actually quite of a great achievement for uh, engineers that they don't want to focus on on the small details and small premiums. Uh, but on the other side, and that's something that is great, is that when you actually already master the printing and you're already happy with the, with the, let's say, the standard use, you can actually go to the advanced properties and modify every single detail of the print. So, as I said, acceleration, temperatures, uh, even the infill, so the way that uh, what you put inside of the model so that you don't put 100% uh, full of material and you save material. So all these you can then personalize um, quite easily uh, as soon as you understand how it works. Um, in terms of 3D printing, of course it's, it's a role. There are plenty of technologies coming up on a regular basis. There are nice ideas being implemented. I'll talk another type of printing, um, which is um, SLA or SLS, depending on the, the type of uh, technology that they use, but it's basically printers that uh, allow you to um, use light, being a projector or being um, uh, a laser, to actually use a resin, uh, so they use the light to actually put the resin uh, harder uh, and then they go the same concept layer by layer but the object is actually lifted out almost magically from the resin. Um, the two main ways as I said it's with the laser uh, and the projector. Now there are some that use a LCD screen to replace the projector which makes it uh, more compact um, but essentially this allows to use the properties of this resin that is actually sensible to light to actually generate the, the object. Then there are plenty of other techniques. You have printers for clay, you have printers for uh, very unique materials, you have large printers so with very large build volume, you have printers that allow you to do uh, multiple materials at the same time, uh, you have printers that allow you to do uh, all the colors like a, like a normal uh, ink printer to select uh, all the color that you want while you're doing the 3D. So there is a lot of interesting options available in the market, uh, but the importance here is to understand the technology and then what you could do with it. To add another topic uh, inside of the 3D printing is, uh, besides the 3D printing part, which is transforming the digital to the real, so the, from the file to the actual object, there are also quite interesting uh, techniques to do the opposite, so for, use, for example using 3D scanners, where you scan the image uh, or the object on reality and you transform it into a 3D file, 
and of course you have uh, quite interesting tools to design your files and by using your computer to actually generate a, a specific file and that file then is the one being, uh, being printed. So as you see there are lots of options. Uh, eventually I will just leave uh, an additional comment especially as the, the time is, is running out. Uh, I'll leave an additional comment because uh, actually yesterday uh, we published uh, a paper, so me and George, actually George is the first author, so George and me, uh, about uh, some of the techniques of uh, how to improve the design phase and how to simplify it for the usage of uh, robotics. Uh, so that's something that uh, eventually I invite people to, to check it out and uh, to see uh, how new techniques are coming to actually facilitate your uh, design process that you can easily design and then you go to Ultimaker or other printer and you just easily print and it's, it's actually getting easier and easier and uh, as a way of prediction uh, I'm assuming that uh, again on the next 10 years uh, every office will have uh, a 3D printer as part of the basics items to have the same that we have the regular printer then specific offices like architecture, engineering, and of course the schools, they'll have a more advanced printer, uh, like high capacity or faster printer or to, to have specific materials. But that just a regular printer everyone is starting to have. Even myself, I have a small printer at home. Uh, as I have printers that work that are way better, I tend not to use too much. But I already printed a few things at home and uh, it's something that I enjoy to, to do. Uh, but again, because on the design side I'm not the best one, then it makes it uh, harder for me to design and print. But still, I've been doing some interesting objects from time to time, so I'm happy to be part of this revolution as well. Uh, more information, you should uh, search about it and again, uh, as I said, I always recommend Ultimaker because they have a lot of very interesting information. So uh, go to their website and they can, you can see what you can use the printer, you can see multiple suggestions on, the, on uh, what you can do. Uh, there is also a website called the Thinkverse that gives you objects that other people design so that you can just print them to try it. And so there are a lot of uh, big community for all these kind of uh, items. Anyway, I think uh, it's it's been a long podcast. I appreciate for for you to stay with me during this time. Again, sorry for the noise. I think the rain is slowing down now. But anyway, sorry for the noise. And see you next week. And I guess that now because I'm in uh, Abu Dhabi, it's going to be easier to, to do the, the podcast once again. Uh, being in India, it was quite difficult for me to record and have the time to do everything. But uh, again, I'm back to normality, so I'm trying my best to get back to, to the podcast and to do a few more. Anyway, thank you very much. My name is Tiago, and you've been listening Driving into the Future. See you next week.